You're listening to the Godfather and Gorney Podcast on Rivals.com with your hosts, the Godfather of Recruiting, Mike Farrell, and National Recruiting Analyst, Adam Gorney. Welcome to another edition of the Godfather and Gorney Podcast. My name is Dave Barry, joined by the stars of the show, Adam Gorney and Mike Farrell. Guys, it's been a long time. Long time. It's been a while, but we're, Too we're getting long. back Since into what, Febu- February? At least. Let's go over everything that's happened since February and now. <laughs> we took a spring recess. Well, there, there is some big news happening lately. Uh, first, we're going to start with Zach Evans. Uh, he released his uh, top schools, and the, the in-state schools, most notably Texas and, and Texas A&M, were not on the list. So, Mike, I'll let you start there and dissect that. Yeah, that's weird. I just think that's weird. You know, I know he's got some SEC schools on there. Oh, look at me. They let me in. Um, And listen, you know, there's some great programs on there. He's got Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, and Georgia. But to not have Texas Texas A&M on his top five is very, very surprising. And I think it's it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign for Texas or Texas A&M. I mean, they should be keeping this kid in state. So if he goes off to, you know, Alabama or goes next door to LSU or, you know, even worse, goes to Oklahoma, you know, especially Texas is going to be really disappointed because this is a special running back. Um, he's he's really, really, really talented. An upright guy reminds me of Adrian Peterson at the same stage. Um, I think they could come back in this, though. Uh, I, I think he's going to make his decision and then look around a little bit. And I think if Texas especially gets off to a strong start, they could get back in there. What do you think, Gorms? Yeah, I think this is Alabama or LSU right now. I don't see Ohio State. I don't see Oklahoma with Jace McClellan committed there and them going after some other guys. Um, you know, it'll be interesting um, if Oklahoma thinks that they have a real shot at him. If they kind of nudge those other guys out of the class and try to only go on him, that'd be interesting to see. Georgia is interesting. Uh, obviously, the running back tradition there. And Evans was in town when the when the Super Bowl was going on with Todd Gurley and Sony Michelle. Um, but I think this this benefits Alabama and LSU most. But I also think it's a major head fake on his part. I don't think uh, Texas or Texas A&M are out of it right now. Um, I think if Texas A&M starts strong, they can get back into it. Jimbo Fisher's going to run the ball. Um, and, and I think Texas, if they get off to a very strong start, which a lot of people think, I'm not entirely sold on that, that, on that happening, um, but I think this is much more of a head fake than anything for him. So um, I definitely think both Texas and Texas A&M cannot be counted out yet, even though he has counted them out. Why on earth is this a double byline with Adam Gordon and Sam Spiegelman? Because he, uh, he, he did all of the work there. I just asked the questions. He uh-huh. provided all the answers. Oh, so you wrote the intro? No, I, no, I asked the questions. You did nothing. I transcribed his answers. You did nothing. Sounds like a Mike Farrell I and did Adam Gorney byline to me. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah, you sounds know this like world, a, don't you, Mike? I, I do know this world, but like, you transcribed it all and you wrote it all? Sam couldn't do that I came himself? up with the questions. I came up with the story. I called him at 10 o'clock his time last night. He gave me the answers. I wrote the intro. I wrote the question. I wrote the answer. I submitted it to editors. I think I deserve my name on that. Yeah, I guess so. So I'm going to ask you a, a really difficult question, Gordon. Are you ready? 
Oh, God. Let's forget about LSU. Let's forget about Oklahoma right now. Let's forget about Ohio State. Even though Ohio State recruits Texas very well, LSU, yes. LSU has a good running back tradition with five stars Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis. And Oklahoma is arguably the best offensive team in the country. Alabama or Georgia? Which has the better recent running back tradition? Go. Better recent running back tradition yep. has to be Georgia. And explain to me why. Um, okay, so let's talk about Alabama first. Damian Harris. Yep. Jo- Josh Jacobs. What was Damian? A third round pick? Let me look. Fourth? Hold on, I have, I have all of my info up right here. Because Josh Jacobs was a first-rounder, obviously. Josh Jacobs was a, was the f- only first-rounder. Right, rounder. that's correct. Damian Harris was a third-rounder. That's not bad. Najee Harris has been slightly disappointing, although could emerge this season. Not coming out yet, though, so let's go back to our uh, tall running back, Derrick Henry. What was he, a second-rounder? Derrick Henry, I believe, was a second-rounder. Let me check. Hold on. I, I'll pull up the info right now. Carving out a nice little career. Carving out a nice little career. But we're talking about, may, yeah, second-rounder. Maybe the best running back in all of football. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. And then you're talking about first-rounder and Sonny Michelle. Then you're talking about first-rounder and Sonny Michelle, who is starter really and, becoming a very important part of the offense. A in starter and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, a starter. Keith Marshall never made it, right? Keith Marshall never made it. He had a great combine, but he never made it. And he was injured, so I give him a pass there. It's close, though. Like, the the answer, the obvious answer would be Georgia. I think in a lot of people's minds. Because, obviously, you got DeAndre Swift. And then you got, uh, you know, Cook and some of the tremendous running backs they've recruited lately. But I think people think it's a landslide for Georgia. But Alabama's done a really good job. I don't think people think it's a landslide for Georgia. I think, well, Georgia fans do. Well, Alabama fans don't. Alabama fans are not as boisterous and loud as Georgia <laughs> fans, I'll tell you that But much. Zamir White in a few years, yep. James Cook in a few years, yep. Swift coming out next year as the next yep. Sony Michelle type. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it's a very, very solid class. But Alabama's not going to be far behind. Najee Harris will be in the NFL. Trey Sanders is incredibly talented. Uh, Josh Jacobs went from... Nothing to something really quickly there. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think it's very. I think it's much closer than people would imagine. But I would give the edge to Georgia, because there's no Alabama running back in the NFL like Todd Gurley right now. Now LSU has Leonard Fournette, top four pick. Darius Geis, I think, was the second rounder. Oklahoma, yes. Oklahoma has Samaj P. Ryan, who was what second or third round. And obviously one of the best running backs in the history of football in Adrian Peterson, plus the great career that DeMarco Murray had. Ohio State's got a guy named Ezekiel Elliott, and Mike Weber was just drafted by the Cowboys. I mean, these are some really steep running back traditions. And so my point here is, when you look at Texas, Jesus Gosh, Corny. Texas and Texas A&M, who do you think of in recent years as great running backs that have put, put in the pros? Well, and, and you know, Christian Michael comes to the top of my list, but that's What really did he it. do? Um, 
The problem here is that Texas Jonathan Gray was supposed to be the next yeah, big thing. Yeah, and he was bad. And Malcolm Brown and was supposed to be the Malcolm. next big thing. And he, he's with the Rams, but he's not a starter. No, he's not a not a special player. And there were and some Christian Michael made. played a little bit with, the, what, the Seahawks? Yeah, I think But so. not much. Not much. So what about these two programs and not being able to produce recent running backs? That's That's, I think, the big key here. Yeah, that's definitely a concern. I mean, if you look at the list of run, of teams that Zach Evans put on his top five right now, I mean, there are numerous running backs at each school. Uh, J.K. Dobbins next at Ohio State. Yep. You know, Georgia yeah, has yeah. two or three coming out. Yeah. Oklahoma yeah. will have two or three coming out. Look at um, me. Agreeing with you. Yeah, so, exactly. Based on Zach Evans' running style... And what you know about him, what's the best fit? I think it's an SEC school, which narrows it down to three. And I think it's a team that's going to be able to throw him the ball, too. So in terms of best fit, could he be Josh Jacobs at Alabama? Yes. Could he be a much, much bigger DeAndre Swift at Georgia? Yes. And I don't know if LSU does that with their running backs at all. So um, I think he's a guy that can run between the tackles. He's an upright guy, but he can run between the tackles. He's a big guy. He can also catch the ball out of the backfield. That's where I think he's the biggest weapon. So I would go best fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Oklahoma. I, I, how you couldn't go to Oklahoma would be beyond me because they're going to mm-hmm. give him the ball all the time. That's the best fit. You hear a little wavering there, don't you, Dayberry? But I do think he ends up in the SEC. No, no, I asked you what his best fit is. The best fit is Oklahoma. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah, absolutely. That's where he should probably end up when you talk about his fit and his running style and his ability because they run a spread offense, they throw the ball to the backfield, out of the backfield, and, and they could do a lot of different things with him. So. I was hoping you would stick with your SEC stuff with Alabama, LSU, and Georgia so I could say Oklahoma and be the smart one, but you didn't. No, I, I was smart. I'm well, you smart. took a while to get to the point. Yeah, I know. Where was he headed, Dave? Is Dave Sorry. Even on? No, I was on. I had myself on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could put Mike on mute. Where do you? Yeah, I know. Well, this is what makes our podcast entertaining is me talking. Um, where, which one do you think he was leaning towards, Alabama, LSU, or Georgia? Yeah, I say LSU. You think? Yeah. I think he was leaning towards Georgia. Where were you leaning, Gorney, before you took a right turn to Oklahoma? All I'm saying is, I don't care where the kid goes. Yeah, I'm just well, saying he's probably going to end up in the SEC. I don't care. But the best fit for any offensive player maybe in the country is Oklahoma. Not, not Well, depends on the position. What position, why? Who, who wouldn't excel in that offense? Well, that's a good point, because tight ends do excel as well. Oh, my God, yeah. Right. Mark Andrews, Grant Calcaterra, who was, you know, a decent high school player, but not to this level. And wide receivers excelling. definitely excel, and running backs definitely excel, and they've got arguably the best offensive line in the country last year. So I guess there's, I guess it must be quarterback. Those quarterbacks suck. <laughs> 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 they just never pan out. All right, let's move on from Zach Evans to something you know a little bit more about than I do. Drew. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> no, you don't know more about that than I do, trust me. Has that started, by the way? No, it's oh. still on the Happily Ever After. All right. And I'm not watching The Bachelor this year, forget about it. Yeah. I'm done. Brew McCoy. Yep. Brew McCoy. So the latest on Brew McCoy yeah. is that Sam Ellinger, who was at the Steve Clarkson quarterback retreat last weekend, and Tom Herman are flying to California to try to convince Brew McCoy to stay in the Texas. Ain't going to work. I don't think it's going to work either. Nope. If you have to fly from Texas to California and the kid's already back home to try to convince him to go back to Texas, not going to yeah. happen. Now they say it's a lot of homesickness. Is that is homesickness another word for soft? I saw I saw severe homesickness yeah. today, which I can't even comprehend what that is. Does that mean uh, soft? Uh, well, it, it certainly doesn't mean uh, ready to run through a wall for anything. You know, I mean... This is a kid who was at USC, didn't find it pleasurable there, so left for Texas, and now could possibly be leaving Texas to go back to USC. Um, this I'm not going to say the kid's soft because the kid could rip my throat out. <laughs> He's big, big and tough on the football field. But, you know, it's obviously getting to a point now where he's been back and forth to a school twice. It's certainly not a good look. In terms of his start, starting off his college career this week. Those are massive, um, massive red flags. Yeah, massive. So we'll see how he but does. Very talented kid. And I th- USC could stumble backward into Chris Steele. Uh, I'm sorry, into Brew McCoy. Yeah. On on the team this year. And possibly, I would imagine playing. Right. I mean, he's. Well, if he's eligible, I don't know if they're going to let him transfer twice and stay eligible. <laughs> That's a, we've already implemented the blue brew mccoy rule i know so. but that's it's so ridiculous to let a kid transfer twice within like months of his signing yeah. so i don't know if they're going to do that the big thing was that texas uses big wide receivers better oh my god usc does Without not it. i mean look at all the kids we what when did we do that article yesterday or today no i don't know i don't remember we did the ass Farrell about which team doesn't develop their wide receivers and and the USC roster of five-star wide receivers that haven't developed was just it was amazing. Stunning. It was very bad. Lots of tremendously yeah. talented guys like Turner and Hazleton and guys like that who just never lived up to their never even Kyle Prater never even came close to living up to their potential. So you know, I, I just don't think they do that great with big ride, wide receivers. And people will say, well, Dwayne Jarrett was good. Okay. And who was the other guy from Florida? You know. Uh, Fred Davis? No. Nelson Aguilar. Fred Davis was from, from Ohio. Ag- Aguilar. Aguilar was smaller. I'm talking about, um, what is his name? He used to he used to text me all the time telling me what an idiot I was, that he wasn't ranked high enough. God, he had a great Ronald career Johnson. there too. Now he's from Michigan. He had a great career there too. But he, here I have the list. He did Patrick nothing Turner. in his. his uh, oh, he wasn't a five star. He's a four. Oh, he wasn't a five. Yeah. Moore. Is that ring a No, Carl Moore went to Florida. Hmm. I don't remember. But he hated me. That's all I remember. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Brew McCoy is five times the player Carl or uh, Colin Johnson was in high school. Could have been a huge asset in the Texas passing game, in a conference where, you know, offenses go up and down the field. Which not, it's not exactly the Pac-12 is defense you here, but uh, you know, 
it, it would have been a favorable situation for him. He would have been on a team that would be competing for the college football playoff from day from day one when he got on campus. But uh, I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, well, we'll see where he lands, but definitely something we're working on, an article about the 10 craziest recruitments in the last few years. Brew McCoy is definitely up there. Um, let's talk about Kentucky. And we rarely talk yes. about Kentucky football, but getting Justin Rogers, the offensive mm-hmm. guard slash defensive tackle, who was originally supposed to go to Michigan, then then after that was supposed to go to Tennessee. How big a commitment is that? Is, is it hyperbole to say it's the biggest commitment in program history? Uh, history... Is it bigger than t- is, is it, it bigger, bigger than, than Couch? Is it bigger than Micah Johnson? Is it bigger than Couch? I don't know. Cause it's let's 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 say if he signs, we can talk about that. Yeah. No, it's the biggest one this year. Cause I, yeah, I came huge. out with a list of the ten biggest commitments of the twenty twenty class, which I know everybody read on Rivals. It's on the front page. It's right there. Dave Barry. Huh? I loved it. You read it how many times, Dave Barry? I love it how he has to get off the exactly, mute every exactly. time. Because <laughs> if, if, if he's not on mute, we hear all this background noise of his dog barking. Yeah, I'm trying to do you guys a favor here, Mike. No, no I'm, trying to, it, I'm trying to include you in our podcast. Well, I appreciate it. My stupid microphone, I, I have to push it like three times before it'll come off a of mute. It's annoying me. Aren't you, the, aren't you like the video technology guy? Well, I blame the equipment. Oh. Well, he's just sent I've me. never had a problem with my equipment, he, I can tell you he that. He just sent me a webcam and a light and all this other stuff to do, like, camera stuff, and now I'm not really feeling confident that he sent me the right stuff. <laughs> We're going to have some fun with that. Because his microphone sucks. <laughs> so let's let's talk Justin Rogers' biggest commitment. He's, he's number one. Defensive tackle there. Number one. Huge. Number the one. The question is, though, does Kentucky foot does it matter for Kentucky football or do they just drop back into the doldrums of the SEC? No, they're not going to drop back. I mean, they're a pretty good program and they're competitive. I don't see them dropping back as long as Stoops is there. Does Justin Athlon Rogers has them going two and six in oh, the SEC this year? Athlon, would you stop with the magazines that should have been out of print twenty years ago? <laughs> there goes my Athlon job. It was eleven ninety nine this year. I mean, jeez. I used really to jacking up the price. I used to write all their recruiting stuff for Avon too, but guess how much I got paid for it? Zero. Yeah. So they can they can go away. So Justin yeah. Rogers is not a difference maker when it comes to like, are they gonna take the next step? But he sends a message to the country. Five star yes. player choosing Kentucky over everybody else. That's a big deal. Now, will he stick? What are the odds on that? Give me a scale of 1 to 10. 10 says he he sticks, and he's never going to look at another school. 1 says this is like the weakest commitment on earth. I think he's like a 7 right now, going toward a 5 by the end of the season. Yeah, I think he's a 5. Yeah. He's he's, he's a kid who likes the attention, and I think he's going to look around, and I think he might end up someplace else, but... We'll see how Kentucky football does this year. If they do well, you know, listen, they, they did a great job recruiting them. Who was my number two, do you think? In the country, biggest commitment. Biggest commitment ever, ever of this class? Of this class. You would think it's Wagalele to Clemson, but I'll give you a hint, it's not. 
Uh, and that's not even his name, so... It's... Pronounce it for me. Uyunga Lele. That's ridiculous. Uyunga uh, Lele? Where's the U? Yeah. There's the first U, but where's the second U? I, I don't know. I, I, it's like an A-U, I'm, like Tunga Vailoa. I'm sticking with Uyunga Second biggest commitment of this class? Yeah, and it's not Rakeem Jared to LSU or Brian Breezy to Clemson, so I'm eliminating some for you. It's it's in your neck of the woods. Elias Ricks to LSU? Absolutely. Oh, I love Elias Ricks, yeah. and this conversation continues. That's huge. Well, it's not a conversation. Huge. There's really only one person on our calls that wants Kaylee Ringo to be number one. That's true. One person. And we've got, what, yes. seven analysts? So... Yes. And we ignore that person, so it doesn't really I just saw Ricks again this weekend. Yeah. Didn't do anything at the Clarkson retreat, but kid looks great. Six three corner. Yeah. yeah. How do you that, how do you that, beat that's, that? That's the one concern, isn't it? Well, he <laughs> could end up as a safety, but he could still be really good. Yeah, he could be really good. He's a hitter too, and he is he's really, really good. And I think this is huge for LSU. And if there's a one to ten scale on this, I would say ten plus right now on where his commitment is to LSU. He loves the tradition at the position there. He loves how LSU is recruiting him. He loves Corey Raymond. He loves all, all of it. Yep. And uh, he, he loves it all. So, so how about LSU I, getting two of my top five biggest commitments for 2020 with Rakim Jarrett going to LSU as well from D.C., who everybody thought was going to Ohio State early. That's yeah. pretty impressive for Ed Orgeron. And... Let's let's further it. Three of the top seven with Antoine Sampa going to LSU. How about this? Only three of LSU's fourteen commits are from Louisiana. That's where in years past it was like thirteen. I know. It's a nice start. It's a really nice start. And amazing. If they can recruit at this level nationally, then they're going. Despite the coaching. They're going to win national championships, if they can. But first on my list to win national championships that haven't won one is definitely Georgia. Georgia. Yes. Georgia. And, yeah. and they got themselves a very, very nice commit in Mikhail Sherman, who is a terrific linebacker and great player. And there was someone else on this list, too, but I think they skipped him. <clears throat> How could they do that? Georgia? Yeah, Georgia had, had another recent commitment that I lost, and I think it just got missed. But I'll tell you who it is in a second. Hold on. Broderick Jones. Oh, it's Jalen Carter from the Popka. I, I like him. The Popka yeah. kids don't always turn out. No, they're, uh, they're risky. They've been But he's 6'4", 270, super athletic. Why didn't they include him in this record? But again, here's another school. After starting with a bunch of in-state commitments, went to Florida, which is or Jacksonville, which is basically Georgia, and got a, a four-star quarterback. But then went to Texas for a lot of people. Love Jalen Kimber. Uh, went to Texas for two guys. Went to D.C. Went back to Florida for Jalen Carter. So, you know, everybody's talking about Clemson so much in this recruiting class, and rightfully so. They've done such a tremendous job. Like. Five of their last six commitments have been five stars, but you know LSU, Georgia, Alabama—they're all right there. Oh, here it is. I found it. They didn't mess up. It's me. Other notable commitments for this year: 
obviously Wagalele, or how do you pronounce it? Go ahead. Uyangalele. It's like a the, the accent is on the second leg. Yeah, but you're adding a U in there. I don't like that. <sighs> Uyangalele. Can LSU flip Paris Johnson? No. No. He's going to Ohio State. It's not going to happen. Forget about it. Yep. Does uh, Marshawn Lloyd stick with South Carolina? See, that's interesting. Running back because, from, uh, you know, Washington, D.C., heading toward, well, not yeah. Washington, but DeMatha heading to the best running back they've had committed, at least in my mind, since Mike Davis. Since, since Marcus Lattimore. Now, Mike Davis was pretty darn good. I just think because he went to Stevenson and a lot of people yeah. were sort of crapping on Stevenson. I liked him a lot, a lot. Marcus Lattimore was before him. Would be interesting to see if South Carolina could get two of the top 24 kids in the country if Jordan Birch ends up going. He's not going there. Is he? You think he's going to think think go to Clemson? Clemson? I, I think you have to if you're Jordan Birch, right? <laughs> I mean, look at what they did. Why? Because they put three of their four off uh, defensive linemen in the first round of the NFL draft. No, I know. I know. I mean, that's, that, it's that's just true. that's crazy. And I know South right, Carolina a... had Clowney and all that, but, I mean, jeez, look at the way they're producing NFL players. Here's a question for yeah. you. If you're, if you're Clemson, would you rather have okay. Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, Austin Bryant, and Cleland Farrell, mm-hmm. or... Brzee, Murphy, Birch, and who would be the fourth one? <laughs> Savelle Smalls. Oh, God, you're throwing Savelle Smalls in there? He's not going to Clemson. He's got... It's, it's, he's on the final list. He's not going to Clemson. Hold on. He's not going to Washington. you gotta, you got to include, uh, what's his face, Demonte K. Park instead of him. Okay, let's, let's throw Cape right. in there as the fourth. And I would take the first group, and I'll tell you why. Christian Wilkins can play defensive end or defensive tackle. Dexter Lawrence is a pure D tackle. We know that. Flynn Farrell is a freak defensive end. And Austin Bryant was a stand-up linebacker in high school who could have played linebacker in college. Now, I like Breezy. Don't get me wrong. Breezy. Whatever. Breezy. He's not as good as Dexter Lawrence. So let's compare those two. Boom. Advantage Dexter Lawrence. See, I think Brazil is more the Christian Wilkins type, inside-outside. He's guy. not as athletic. Christian Wilkins is much more athletic. Yeah. Coming out of high school. Now, Still a pretty damn good group. There's a certain guy named Friedman who might disagree with me, but Christian Wilkins. you got to understand, I discovered Christian Wilkins as a freshman. Did you know that? You can't discover someone that everyone knows. Is no, like they didn't know. He didn't have any offers. It was me. Oh, okay. He's a Massachusetts kid who played in Connecticut. Where do I live? Do you want me to tell everyone the yep. address? Tell everybody the state I live in. <laughs> Connecticut. And how, hitting streets. how far am I from Suffield? Half hour? Not even. 20 minutes. So I discovered Christian Wilkins. He will forever owe me, and he should probably give me part of his salary. He's better <laughs> than Brise, or Brise, or whatever you want to say. Miles Murphy is a great-looking kid. I worry about his physicality, but guess who else I worried about his physicality? Cleveland Farrell. Exactly. Yes, I remember that. I did. 
I saw him, and I'm like, this kid don't want to. He don't want to get hit. And Miles Murphy reminds me of the same type of person. So it shows you how much I know. He doesn't want to get hit, Mike. Don't want to get hit. Demonte <laughs> <laughs> De- De- Capehart versus. I guess that's a tough. Well, tough I guess comparison. Dexter Lawrence. If you want to do Brise with um, Wilkins, then you got to do Capehart with Dexter Lawrence because they're both six foot six. And here's the here's the one. Jordan Birch might be better than all of them. Jordan Birch is awesome. That was that's yeah. the only one I would take over the four they had. I would take um, what's his name? I just mentioned him. He was uh, Austin Bryant, right? Yeah, I would yes. take him, I would kick him off the team, and I would say Jordan Birch, you're my defensive end on that side. But I would definitely take yeah. the group that Clemson just put into the NFL over this group. It's a pretty good group, though. Any other any other amazing questions? Because that was a good one. Mm. Would you take Eric Gilbert or Darnell Washington at, at tight end? <laughs> well... Again, this is I've seen Eric Gilbert, Gilbert in person. I have not seen the freak Darnell Washington yeah. in person. I've only seen him on film. You will at the Rivals 100 but five-star challenge. I'm going to tell you right now, and you can record this, write it down. Yeah, it's being recorded. It. <laughs> yeah, but nobody's going to listen to this. I mean, who listens to this garbage? I don't even listen to it. <laughs> I know. We get what? We get, we've lost our audience. We've been gone for six months. All right. So you can record it as we are and quote it, but Eric Gilbert's going to be the better tight end. Okay. There's something about Darnell Washington that I see when I watch him that tells me he's going to be a big, average tight end. That means third round NFL draft, solid NFL career, but Eric Gilbert's a freak at defensive end and at tight end. There is no question in my mind that Eric Gilbert's a phenomenal player. But. One of the best players in this class. But. But here's the thing. He's not 6'7". He's not 255 pounds. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like LeBron James in person. You keep mentioning LeBron James. And, and, and when Darnell Washington gets coached up on the college level, I'm not going to say the sky's the limit there, Mike, but the sky's the limit. Aren't you the guy who compared Jimmy Clausen to the LeBron James of high school? No, that was that was Steve Clarkson. Oh, I just wanted you to out Steve Clarkson. <laughs> That's the only reason I asked that question. Uh, that was kind of funny, actually. But all right, he looks like LeBron James, but I, I'll take Eric Gilbert. We'll find out in a when few. When he years. walks into the W Hotel in Atlanta, yeah, no, go, I'm probably Whoa. gonna like hug him and want to yeah. take him home. And he's gonna go get off, me. right? And just say, "Do you want to be adopted <laughs> to the feral household?" But it yes. doesn't matter. Listen, I've seen my share of good-looking tight ends over the years. You've seen O.J. Howard, right? First rounder. Better looking than O.J. Howard. Severian Jenkins. Way better looking than him. Gronkowski. But by the way, Severian Jenkins looked amazing. There was no bad weight on that kid. He was about six foot seven, and he weighed about two eighty. Zero bad weight. Remember when we were in San Antonio and DJ Fluker came in? Yep. And, and someone made him take off his shoe, and we were, like, in awe of his shoe and how huge he was. Yeah, I remember there were other guys from different networks sniffing the shoe. That was creepy. <laughs> super, super creepy. 
I think this is going to be your reaction when you see Darnell Washington. All right. Well, I'll make him take off his shoe. No, don't make him do that. I'm not gonna. Just take just take a picture with him. I've never and get done. a ladder for your interview with him. I remember shaking DJ Fluger's hand. Yeah, and he like swallowed your his elbow. His fingers went down to like the the crease of my arm, and they they felt like plantains. Have you ever? Well, there are a lot of creases on that arm. Have you ever? Well, so. there are. Have you ever had plantains though? Yes. You know how big those things are? Yeah. Those were his fingers. So yeah, ever I since then, that. I've nicknamed him Plantain Fingers. Yeah, he like shook my elbow. Yeah, it didn't stick though. He didn't like No, it. he didn't like Plantain Fingers? No, but I liked it. No. But that was one no. of the best kids I've seen physically in my entire life. Yeah, Period. DJ Fluker was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Mike Adams was up there. Remember him? Mike Adams was up there. Oh, Jesus. I don't know how he ever didn't become a superstar it's crazy i know but amazing we won't go through the list of actually that's what we should do i think a we... list of great looking players yeah and no 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 in the history of rivals the best like off the bus looking guys we could do yeah, that hold on let me add that to my list why don't we do that by position okay i can't stop thinking of ideas you are an idea machine. It's crazy. And then I get to work on them. I know, you work on But listen, I've been doing this for 22 years, so... That's, see, that's not the excuse, though. It is like, the that excuse. That's the reason why you continue to do what you do. Dave Barry, did you hear of me before you started working for Rivals? I did. The did Godfather. you ever hear of Adam Gorney? Uh. <laughs> no, no, you're supposed to say you didn't hear of him. No, no, he said he Come did. On, you're supposed to be on my side. Have you ever? Did you ever hear of Adam Gorney before you started working at Rivals? Yes. No, I'm not That's asking Adam with. Gorney. I'm asking Dave Barry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm de- Dave I'm Barry. Did you... I'm on mute. Yeah, that's because <laughs> yeah, you never did, right? No, I did not. Uh, there you go. All right, Gorney. Anything right, else? Let's move on. I think we're done. No, we got to talk about these odds. Oh, yes. Let's get. Let's move to that. That's the whole reason we did this podcast. <laughs> All right, so so some odds came out from the Palms Casino today. I see at least a Palms spreadsheet um, for for games throughout the first few weeks that that uh, the sharp betters in Las Vegas can start betting on. And the first one is August twenty fourth, Florida Miami, mm-hmm. Florida minus four and a half points. So low spread. I think it is too. I would take Florida right now, but I can't. I, I can't uh, legally gamble. In Connecticut, so not yet. You have to go over the Mass line. Yep. Actually, it's not so even Mass. This? Mass isn't legal yet. New Jersey's the closest for me. No, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. But I would take I would take Florida in a big way. So how about this? So two weeks or three weeks later, yeah. Florida, Kentucky, Florida minus three. So Vegas likes Kentucky more than Miami. I don't know. That, yeah, but that K- seems low K- too. Kentucky has given Florida trouble. Yeah, over and the, the last game is at Kentucky. Yeah, Miami's so. a mess. Like, is Tate gonna be the guy? I well, the the way it seems now, it looks like Nicozy Perry is gonna be the guy, and he's not good. No, he's not good. I mean, he's not and... he's not an elite starting quarterback in the ACC. No, not a team that can go in and and beat Florida with the defensive backs that they have. With, uh, with the defensive line that they have, and an offense where you know Mullen is going to put up points. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now, too. 
Felipe Franks. Yeah. If he has a good year, which I think he will, someone's going to fall in love with his arm, and he could be a late first rounder. Yep. It sounds ridiculous. I agree with you. Ridiculous. Because he's not that good. And the other thing that gives me pause in this game about Miami is last year, I had jumped on the Miami bandwagon for some unknown reason, and LSU just throttled them in that season opener. Remember, they just crushed them in every way, and I think that happens again this year. I just don't. I just don't see it. I don't know why that line. That line, I think, should be seven and a half. Mm. By the way, I'm just going to say a shout out to one of our biggest podcast fans, Caroline Marie. Thanks for listening. So you have to do that every once in a while, Gorney. Is that your wife? When they that listen. was when oh they my listen. God. No, it's not my wife. It's a big fan of ours. She leaves feedback on our podcast and stuff like that. I mean, who else does oh, that's that? Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Who Thank else you. does that? Georgia Tech getting 31 against Clemson. 31. That's, that's, now, that's high, ridiculous. Right? But let's think about it. way this. high. All of, Georgia, all of Georgia Tech's players are players that are, are supposed to run that, that dumb option yeah, offense and, that they've been I running know, under Paul Johnson. They're changing things under Collins. And they're changing things. But the next week, but, Clemson hosts Texas A&M. But 31's a lot. And that's a lot of points. 16 and a half against Texas Sam with Kellen Mond, Heisman winner. That, that's tough. That seems a lot, too. And I say Kellen Mond, Heisman winner just because I'm the only one who wanted to make him a five-star, and everybody yeah. makes fun of me. We all know Trevor Lawrence is winning the Heisman. Right? Uh, you know, please you always expect... Don't say Tua. No, you always expect, like, the person you expect going into the season to win it never wins it. Yeah, except when he's the best quarterback you've ever seen in your entire life. Mm. Hmm? You've seen better quarterbacks? I saw Drew Brees once when I was covering the San Diego, the then San Diego Chargers. Yeah, that's NFL. That doesn't count. Throw a football 35 yards across the end zone into a garbage can. Drew Brees out of high school was a system quarterback, very talented, 5'11", no one wanted to touch him, except, except for Purdue. All I'm saying is I think Vegas sees the Clemson love and the hype, and they're jacking these prices up so much. Mm-hmm. you got to go Georgia Tech in that game. If Georgia Tech has any respectability... I mean, God, can you not? Can you lose forty-eight seventeen? Who's better, for... Trevor Lawrence or Tua? Oh, Trevor Lawrence is definitely well, better. So he's going to win the Heisman, right? Uh, no, the best player doesn't win the Heisman all the time. <clears throat> best player on the best like... team. Yeah. Best quarterback on the guess. best team. Who's going to win it then? I'm gonna give. Let's, I'm, let's look at an early Heisman. Lesson. I'm gonna give you a dark horse, ready? And you're gonna laugh. Oh you're gonna laugh out loud. Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. You're not laughing. What do you think, Dave? I, I mean, he's got a lot of talent around him, but no, I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. Jalen Hurts. They're not gonna give. He's gonna put up crazy numbers though. Three straight Oklahoma quarterbacks? Could happen. I mean, look at that offense. It's crazy. I know. The offense is crazy, and they're going to win. They're going to win all their games. What about your boy at Oregon? Justin Herbert. I've never been... I've never jumped on that bandwagon the other way people... The other... How others have. Is he the number one pick in the draft, you think? 
See, that's the thing. It was almost like he would have been the number one pick in the draft this year. But but no, teams are tanking for Tua. Haven't you read about that? Yeah, but you can't tank for a lefty quarterback. That's stupid. Why not? How come I can't hear you in my right ear? Maybe you've gone deaf. Speak. Hold on. Can you hear me? Say it again. Can you hear me? Yeah, my right ear is screwed. Great. Well, whatever. Nice technology, Dave. Hey, maybe it's your ear. You are, oh, you are getting up there. Are you trying... You're trying to say I'm old? You're getting up in age. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh. oh, that worked. All right. I took a Q-tip to the ear. You just have Q-tips sitting around your no, office? No, I'm just kidding. I'm trying to fix it so that I can hear both. And the old jokes are just old. That would be a fun game on Twitter is to ask people to, to tweet at you and guess your age. Oh, I look horrible. I look awful. I'll tweet at him. But I'll tell you what, and I'm not naming names, I look younger than some people in this network. Y'all y'all know who I'm talking about. Y'all know. On the national staff? Yeah. Are you talking about me? <laughs> No, no, you look you look younger than me because you are. How old are you? Thirty-eight. Oh, jeez, when are you having another kid? <laughs> Any day now. Has... I just have to get off this podcast. No, it really has to be soon. I mean, you're old. No. How old's your wife? Healthy. Larry King had a kid, like seventy-six. Yeah, guys don't matter. How old's your wife? She's thirty-six. Oh wow, we're heading into the danger zone. <laughs> I think you stick with one. It could be. The one seems to be enough trouble. Right? I could still have a kid. <laughs> That's all you got is laughter? <laughs> you got nothing else from me? You got like, yeah, you could, Mike. You're very virile. Yeah. I think the Clemson lines are way inflated. <laughs> they just seem to be inflated. How about, is this a gift? Auburn minus three against Oregon? Yeah, that is a gift. I think Oregon's a better football team. Yeah, but do they win? Can a Pac-12 team beat an SEC team on a neutral field? Has it ever happened? It could have happened, yes. I believe in Mario. How about this? How sad is this one? Florida State. I know. One and a half point favorites against Boise State. Who just lost, like, the greatest quarterback in program history. And I would take Boise State. You would? Yep. I, oh, my God. I, uh, how, I, 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 I think Florida I State go is going to suck this year. Like, 5-7 and seven suck. If that happens, I think he's gone. I don't think so. I think he gets three years minimum. Ty Willingham got three years. Uh, yeah, but Ty, yeah, I guess It's so. just not going to happen. I'm telling it. It's getting three years minimum. And Florida State fans are going to be very, very upset that they stink. I watched almost every one of their games last year. They were yeah. awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. And I don't see a whole I mean, lot of guys coming in that are going to make a difference. I, you're right. I don't know how that offensive line is any better. I love the LSU-Texas line, though. September 7th, LSU minus 1.5. That's going to be a game right there. 
Yeah, that's going to be a great game. I think, I think wanna... Texas is going to be really, really good this year. I believe in Elliger. I think he is the right-handed Tim Tebow. I think he's a Heisman candidate. I think Texas could win the Big 12. I know I said Jalen Hurts could win the Heisman as well. I think those two teams are going to be fun to watch. But watch out for Texas. Just watch. The, the right-handed Tim Tebow, so he's the best right-handed quarterback to ever play the game. I was comparing him to Tim Tebow, who's a lefty. I didn't say he's the best right-handed quarterback to play the game. He's very similar in the way they, they run the offense, their leadership ability, the way they throw the football. No. The best right-handed quarterback to ever play the game is called Tom Brady. Yes. The second best is his name's Joe Montana. Mm, the third yeah. best is named Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Trust me. I'm an expert. <laughs> I'm smart. I know stuff. You are smart. Yeah. I'll tell you well, that. you know, we didn't rate Brady because we were. That was pre-rivals. It was even pre-rivals, rivals, like pre-Seattle rivals. So we never got a chance. He would have been a four-star though. I look back on his film, and uh, I would have made him a five point eight at. Probably two thirty, something, something, something like that. You want a hot take from me, Mike? Bring it. Texas disappoints this season. No way. They have to replace nine starters on defense. All right, we got to get Ketchum on this podcast. Nine, no nine way. starters. No way. Their defense, their entire front their seven, defense replaced. is solid, and no one else's defense in the Big Twelve is solid. Nobody's. Yeah, but how good is their offense? They got Keontae Ingram. Okay. Right? They got Colin Johnson and Duver- Devin Duvernay and then Brennan Eagles. Very good I receiving group. And Elliger's a leader. Has Brew McCoy in the starting lineup, and he's at home. Elliger uh, is a very good leader. If he stays healthy, he's fine. And the, who else do they have at running back? Who was the kid that I loved last year? Loved him. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me look at the list. Bring it up. That's my guy. Uh, but here's the here's the problem. Uh, Whitting, Whittington. He's going to be great. Jordan, not this year. Ingram's the guy. Next year and beyond, Whittington's going to be the guy running back. LSU on the schedule. Mm-hmm. That's a Oklahoma tough one. Oklahoma on, on the schedule. Well, two lo- if the, if two losses, that takes them out of everything. I'm not saying they're going to win the national championship, but you're saying they're going to suck. No, I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not saying they they're gonna suck. I'm just saying everyone disappoint. is talking about lining them up to be in the college football playoff and right in line to win a national championship. And I say they're gonna have two losses. Well, I don't think LSU is an automatic loss. No, I don't think. Who's so. LSU got a quarterback? LSU's quarterback sucks. Are you looking it Joe up, Burrow? really? It's the same idiot as last year. I know. I forgot. Joe Burrow. He's not good. No, he's not good. Who do they have a running back? Ed, the Edwards Hilaire kid or John Emery, right. who is Well, awesome. he's a freshman. You're pinning everything on. They've Mark lost Chase, a ton. Awesome. They lost Justin a, Jefferson. They awesome. lost their leader on defense. Their Huge de- offensive line. Their defensive line is completely suspect. They lost no. their best defensive back. Jason's coming back. Oh, please. Delpit's back. Sitch, that, Delpit's great, but they're... LSU's a good... LSU's going to be really no, good. No, 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 no. Chasen is a situational pass rusher. 
Delpit is the real deal. Rashard Lawrence is there. Yeah, real deal defensive Lemme. tackle. It's going to be a great game. I would not, if I were betting man, I would not bet that game just because it could go either way. That's a great game. Texas is going to be very good. They're just not going to be as good as Oklahoma. Because Oklahoma is made and ready to win the Big 12 this year again, as usual. Yeah. As long as Jalen Hurts doesn't screw it up. As long as they run him a lot, don't let him pass that much, we're all good. Is Notre Dame on this list? For a game. I don't see any no, they early are. Notre Dame. Notre oh, Dame yeah, Louisville. minus 24. Louisville sucks. Yeah, Louisville that, that doesn't matter. Swamp. Look at Stanford and USC being a pick em. Pick em. What a pick em. joke. Yeah. USC's become an absolute joke. I actually think this new offensive coordinator, though, could maximize the talent that they have. I on covered him in high school. That's how old I am. No, really? No, oh, yeah. Graham Murrow? Sure. I think Penn State giving 13 and a half is a little much. So who? Oh, Pitt? Pitt. Pitt stinks, though. Yeah. Pitt's going to have trouble. I think the lock of the century is Oklahoma minus 16 at UCLA. I like that a lot. Saturday, September 14th. Yeah, you see. I, mean, I just UCLA's can't envision horrible. a world. I can't envision a world where uh, this isn't a 48 21 kind of game. UCLA is just awful. How is that only 16? I, it's got to be bet up to at least the 20s now. It has to be. I don't know. I, I can't. I, I don't know how that could possibly be. We should go to Vegas and start betting. If I lived closer to Vegas, I'd drive over there right now. and. Once it becomes legal in every state, we're going to have to cover gambling, right? Good. We, UCL, Oklahoma beat them by 28 last year, okay? Now, you're telling me that the Rose Bowl with 25,000 people in it on a, on a Saturday afternoon in, in September is a 12-point is a difference? Should we start covering gambling now? I, uh, that is something that I would seriously like to discuss. Yeah, that'd be nice. We'll talk to our editor. ESPN is building a uh, studio in Vegas, I, I think. I know, they should. Let me give you one more topic. People watch sports for gambling, for fantasy. Have you seen Braden McGregor from Michigan? Have I seen him in person? No. Have you seen him on film? I mean, he, no. he came to the Rivals camp. Um, Which Rivals camp? Last year. No, well, this year, too. I mean, he's a, he's a camp kid. He camps everywhere he goes. And I've never I've never run into him. We've got him at a 5'7", mm-hmm. three-star. He's committed to Michigan. He's going to be bumping... If you listen to this podcast, all 20 of you, now you get a preview of next week's rankings. I'll be bumping to a 5'8". Hmm. But there's a certain company that we compete with who has them like 20-something in the country. Mm-hmm. Way up there. And I just don't see it. But I will say this to all the Michigan fans. I didn't see it two years ago. <clears throat> For Aiden Hutchinson, either, and I think he's. Oh, he was good I, at Army. I think he's going to be great in college. I mean, I know it's been obviously a couple years since high school, but I think he's going to be awesome in college. And this kid reminds me of Aiden Hutchinson when I first saw him. So, are we talking about a six foot six, two hundred and fifty pound kid in Braden McGregor who plays in Michigan against average competition? 
who is completely underrated, or is he super overrated by the competition who has him top twenty-five in the country? Yeah, it's. Uh, and you don't know because you, you haven't seen him. I'm watching his tape right now, and I'll tell you this: when when defensive ends put on as their first play, uh, as special teams play, I, I hate that. <laughs> Keep watching. Or the third play is he's at wide receiver. I hate that. Yeah, but he stands up on defense. Yeah, he's athletic enough he's, to stand up on defense. He's an athletic kid. There's no doubt about and that. And he's also in at times, which is crazy. He's in solo coverage outside. Defense so you're saying you do like him or you don't no, like him? No, I like him. Yeah. I just wonder what he's going to do. When he comes to the five-star challenge, the problem with him is when he's a pass rusher, his his balance is horrible. Just horrible. Yeah. Like he falls on his face a lot. He plays in space, though. It's pretty impressive. No, he does. He's an athletic kid. He's just got to get coaching. But who can coach him better than Don Brown? Well, that's, that's the question I wanted to bring up. Another hot take, Mike. Hot take. Do they develop their guys the way they should? I mean, Rashawn Gary was a freak God. of an athlete, had nine and a half sacks in three yeah, years at do. Michigan. Look at the uh, Michigan draft picks, man. That's that's true, but that's that's not reflective of if they develop them or not. Yeah, it is. You can't use Rashawn Gary as your only reference. You know, a guy who was the number one in the country and blah, blah, blah. Look at Devin Bush. No one expected yeah, Devin Bush true. to be a first-rounder. No, that's true. Although yeah, people was... in hindsight will say they did. But I think uh, Don Brown does a really good job. Now, did they do a good job against Ohio State? No. Did they do a good job in the, in the bowl game? No. But Devin Bush, Rashawn Gary are first-rounders. And then you move into... A guy that I think is going to be a 10-year NFL guy, Chase Winovich. Winovich, Because yep. he's just got that, that hunger and that anger. David Long, David Long was, was David one of the Long most very underrated kid. defensive backs in the entire draft. Yeah. You know, so I, I think they do produce their guys, and I think it's going to get better. Zach Gentry was a former quarterback that drafted number 141 overall as a tight end. Uh, they did a good job developing him. That's offensive, though, but I'm, I'm focusing mostly on the defense. And I know Don Brown very well as far as what he can do, and I think they're just going to get better and better on the defensive side of the ball. So Let's see, where does Athlon have them nationally this year? Probably 12th. 126, let's see. Number four in the country. That's way high. Where's, mm-hmm. where's Ohio State? Ohio State. <laughs> Three. Ohio State is number five. Oh, my God. See, this is why I don't write for Athlon anymore. So this is the year I, I would imagine that Michigan beats Ohio State. Yeah, huh? but, and I'm sure they're going to beat Ohio State, and they're both going to be within one spot of each other. Mm. That's what's stupid about these rankings. Don't get me going. One can't be four and one can't be five. They play at the end of the season. There's going to be a differential. Ugh. Well, they're the yeah. They're going to be, you know, four and five going in and four and five coming out one way or the other. Now I'm upset. Yeah, you, that's a. I didn't mean to. Well, I'm just saying it's a stupid ranking. Yeah. All right. But, Athlon has uh, Alabama one, Clemson two, Georgia three. I can buy that. Let's end this right now. Ready? Best. Top ten commitment in the country. Ooh, ah, galele. 
Clemson. Pretty good. Elias Ricks, LSU. Paris Johnson, Ohio State. Brise, Clemson. Justin Rogers, Kentucky. What's the what? What are you saying now? Who's the best? Who's going to be the who's the best who's, who, football player? Yeah, who's going to be the best pro? Oh, the best pro. Mm-hmm. Well, college and pro. Wagalele. No. <laughs> I know he's number one in the country, but you can't pick a quarterback. You just can't. It's such a hard position to evaluate. Daniel Jones went seventh or whatever in the I mean, for God's sakes. Nah, I'm just saying. You can't pick Wagalele. I'm going to tell you, out of, out of all these guys, the, the most sure thing is Justin Rogers. And I know he's going to Kentucky right now, but he might go someplace else. But that kid is Gerald McCoy. That's who he is. Okay. He's going to have a great like college it. career, and he's going to have like a 12 to 15 year NFL career with multiple Pro Bowls. And I know McCoy just got cut by the Buccaneers because of his contract, but he's been amazing. I don't okay. know about Brise, just don't. Uh, Paris Johnson, offensive linemen are tough. Elias Ricks, I know there's somebody on our staff who thinks he's a can't miss, but defensive backs are can't miss. I mean, they're very rare. Um, well, the thing that, Derek Stingley's the, the thing a can't that, miss. The thing that everybody loves about Ricks is he's 6'3". The thing that I'm not crazy about is that he's 6'3". I mean, if you go down the list of guys at corner that get drafted, DeAndre Baker, 5'11". Byron Murphy, 5'11". Yeah. Rocky Sin, 6'. Sean Bunning, 6'. The only one over 6'2 in the first two rounds was Joe Vaughn Williams at 6'4". Yeah. Yeah. They like they like the guys, you know, not tiny, but they they don't like these big, long lumbery guys no, either. And Ricks isn't lumbering, but he is six three. Yeah, they, they they have trouble. They have trouble turning and running. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I think you know Ricks might end up being a safety, and then you've got you know, Wagalele or whatever the hell it is, is a quarterback, and you just can't say that. Paris Johnson, yeah, offensive lineman, very hit or miss. Probably the toughest positions to evaluate are quarterback and offensive line. I think the third toughest position to evaluate is what? The third toughest position Based to evaluate? Based on what we're doing right now, this, this amazing series of articles uh, that we're coming out with. Linebacker? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know why it's so hard. I have no idea. Well, I think it's so hard because... Here's why I think it's so hard. Because when you see them in camp settings... They're really not doing a whole lot. When you see them in games, all they're doing is just running downhill and smashing. Well, I would say linebacker and running back are the toughest to evaluate in camps because there's no hitting. Yeah. And they are tough evals overall because a lot of our running backs bust. But I've seen guys in games that should have been absolute freaking superstars, and they're opening car washers right now. Yeah. I Man. do not understand it. And, and and looking at these five-star linebackers that we just put on the front page today, Porter Gustin, freak, right? Yeah. Freak. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Malik Jefferson, not freak, very good. John Houston, freaky athletic, hasn't developed. Yeah. Rashawn Evans, freaky athletic, developed. Raekwon McMillan, freaky athletic, developed. Trey Williams, freaky athletic, didn't develop. 
No. Jalen Smith got Jaylen hurt, Smith. but he would have been yeah. a top three pick. Ru- and it's still very good. Reuben yeah. Foster is a big surprise to me because he was 245 pounds in high school. He kind of heavy. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm surprised he slimmed down for his last year at Alabama and ended up being a first rounder. Matthew Thomas. That's our Noah Soul comparison this year, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I mean, Ruben was 6'1", 245. Yeah. And Sewell, 6'1", 260. 250. Yeah. Matthew Thomas should have been a first-rounder. Mike Mitchell was a freak. Just the Biggest shock of them all. At, yeah, Absolutely. He's definitely the biggest shock. And then my boy Alex Adzalone, if you're out there listening, which you're not, of course, why would you? You have a life. I loved Alex Adzalone. Loved him. Yeah. And he's with the Saints now with the long hair, doing very well. But... Linebacker's tough, and it's going to get worse because when you look at our rivals 100 for what class was it, 2016? Yeah. Oof. This is my fault. I'm going to blame myself. That's a first. Well, I let you guys get out of control. It was stupid. (laughs) It was dumb. Ben Davis I agreed with, right? And he stinks. It hasn't done a thing. Not a thing. Rashawn Smith I agreed with. Shaq. Smith, he's transferring. transferring. Hold on, this is fun to look at because I just want to kill myself. Mike Juarez, I never agreed with, never, and yeah. you know that. That was my fault. And he stinks. <laughs> What's he doing now? Nothing. I think he just transferred to YouTube. He's opening a flower shop someplace. He <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Let's see, Eric Fowler. What a beast he was. Remember him? Awesome. He was, he was he was great transfer great yeah Caleb Kelly solid freaky kid goes to Oklahoma meh he'll get drafted meh yeah but not in the first round no Trey Lamar no not even drafted this past year not even drafted unbelievable yeah. let's go down it gets worse it gets worse Mac Wilson you're getting ahead of me I'm sorry no wait did I miss Mac Wilson uh, yeah, I think he did. What number was he? 26. No, no, no I'm not there yet. Oh. Slow, slow your roll. Because I'm at one of your big mistakes as well. Who? Oh, no. I guess he's after Max. I mean, uh, he's after Mac. So, Mac Wilson, next. <laughs> 26. What? Six rounder? Horrible. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Curtis Robinson. Robinson. Gorney stood on the table, said, Curtis Robinson's a five-star. Got to be a five-star. Yeah, what's he doing? Well, I've learned my lesson. If you go to Stanford, you're getting dropped because uh, Robinson, Trent Irwin, what the hell? They all suck. What, what's he doing? <laughs> Is he even doing anything at Stanford? I think I think he's still at Stanford. Yeah, Hold on. Yeah, he's probably in the NASA astronaut program or something. Yeah, what a yeah. loser. Well, still a loser. <laughs> Keandre Jones, Friedman Special. This is my yeah. my fault as well. Yeah, that's your transfer. Fault, right? Horrible. Dale and Hayes, another one of my faults. Should have just slapped somebody upside the head and said no. Six three two fifty four, and we made this kid a five star. He turned into a defensive end. What an embarrassment. That year, that year's gonna haunt me. What do we have? Ten five-star linebackers? No, they weren't all five stars. Ben Davis, that's one. 
Rashawn Smith is two. Juarez is three. Fowler, four. Kelly, five. Lamar, oh, six. Then we move down to Mack, seven. Robinson, eight. Keandre Jones, nine. Dalen Hayes, ten. What an absolute embarrassment. I should yeah, I should send my bad. resignation in right now. I think you should, too. Horrible. Yeah, but half of these kids were, you know, you guys. I'm blaming you guys. Half? Well, M- Mike Juarez, you. Right? Mike Juarez was good in high school. Caleb Kelly. Until the Army game. Caleb Kelly, you. Right? Caleb Kelly's not a miss. That, he's very, very good. He's not very good. He's not going to be a first-rounder. <sighs> Curtis Robinson, you. Right? Yeah, that was me. All right. And they're not going to blame me for Dale and A's, even though he moved out to West Coast. No, that wasn't me. Um, but still, you got three out of seven on your... You got blood on your hands, man. Yeah, there's no doubt I have blood on my hands yeah, there. It's, it's just bad. It's embarrassing. I don't know what I was thinking that year. I don't know what we were all thinking. I should have never... You know what? And the funny part about it was, I was either going to cut it off at like seven. Yeah. Or let it go to ten. And I let it go to ten. I should have cut Come off on, Robinson, Hayes, and who's the other one? Oh, the Keandre Jones. Those three, gone. But I was nice. I said, I believe in you guys as my regional analyst. Didn't work out at all. Caleb Kelly had uh, a half sack less than Rashawn Gary last year. Mike. It doesn't matter. He's not on anybody's board for first or second round. 61 tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and a, and a pass breakup. Where is he projected? Who cares about projections? No one was projecting. People were projecting Kyler Murray to be a baseball player. doesn't matter. Caleb Kelly. He's ca- NFL no, draft. No, it's, it's, Let me go to Roto World, see where they got him. He'll be like a third rounder. That's solid. Roto World says nothing. They don't give you round projections they suck <laughs> not going on that site again are you using roto world as your well no I'm gonna, now i'm gonna go to walter football which is even worse walter football has him sixteenth linebacker that's good that's horrible behind ricky deberry no, he'll move up. Behind Leo Lewis. I mean, Ricky DeBerry's on his own team. Troy Dye. All of these are West Coast guys. Troy Dye has been surprising. Hmm. It's just bad. All right. Are we done, Dave? Yeah. Do you I mean, have anything to add, Dave? So. We've been going for a long, long time now. How long? How long? Just over an hour. No. Oh. Yeah, but people love it. Yeah. They can't get enough. I want to do like 10 minutes in and out. <laughs> we can't. If we start doing these regularly, we'll definitely start doing like 10 minutes in and out. Especially we're going to be on video soon, right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, I'll call you tomorrow. I, we'll get this set up. I can wear a hat, though, right? Uh, no. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not. No, I'm not doing it if I can't wear a hat. I'm not. I'm telling you right now. What's wrong with your hair? My hair is hideous. <laughs> Where do you want to stop? Yeah, I need a hat. If it's an Adidas hat, I'm okay, right? All right. If that's I'm how you if that, hey, if that's how you want to present no. yourself. Trust me, sure. I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> Trust me. All right, fair enough. enough. All right. 
give us give everybody our uh, Twitter handle. Oh yeah, we we are on Twitter. Uh, you are at Rivals Mike. Gorney is at Adam Gorney, and I am Real Dave Barry. We will see everybody again when we see you. <laughs>